What's up, Dub Nation? This is the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast, a sports ethos presentation. Sam Orlick here. Guys, before we get into the pathetic loss to the Memphis Grizzlies on uh, MLK night, I uh, just want a, a quick little shout out for myself. This is episode 100 of the We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast for sports ethos. Just want to take a minute and acknowledge myself, 100 episodes, quite an accomplishment, uh, multiple years being added here covering the Warriors, and uh, it's really been an incredible ride and journey to kind of see the show evolve and develop over time, uh, the different guests that we've had on, um, so much so much accomplished, but still so far to go. Um, I've got some, you know, big hopes and dreams for uh, for this show. I think there's a lot of room for improvement, more engagement, uh, reach more listeners and so much more, but, uh, certainly, you know, getting a hundred episodes out there, that is, uh, no easy feat. So, um, still more to come and, uh, more milestones in the future, but I uh, just wanted to take a minute. Unfortunately, you know, couldn't come, uh, at the, at the heels of, of a victory, which, um, was somewhat so surprising when you looked at the schedule and saw this game and, and who was going to be playing on both sides uh, you kind of penciled in the Warriors to win this one, but um, this is just, this is how the season's been. This is what the Warriors have struggled with, continue to struggle with, uh, regardless of who's available on the floor. Coming off of a, you know, very hard-fought good effort against a good Milwaukee team, and you walk into Memphis, no John Morant, no Desmond Bain, no Steven Adams, no Brandon Clark. Um, just an extended injury list, no Marcus Smart. Um, so many guys out for the Grizzlies, and you get Draymond Green coming back, who would come off the bench. Um, Steph Curry gets going early in the first half. Uh, Clay Thompson and Jonathan Kaminga both play well, despite not, um, you know, despite having them continue to do this uh, tiered approach where Wiggins starts and, and Kaminga comes off the bench, and yet um, Warriors. This is really just, you know, very simple. The good, the bad, the ugly. The good, we just talked about that a little bit. Draymond Green returning. Would come off the bench. He's on a minutes limit uh, or minutes restriction just as he ramps up. Obviously, it's been some time since he's played. So Steve Kerr just giving him a little bit of, of runway to uh, get up to full speed Well, where I would assume he'll eventually re-enter the starting lineup. Draymond looked good. There were limited antics, not a lot of talking back to referees at all. Um, certainly lots of plays to be upset about and contest the Warriors. <clears throat> 25 fouls on the night. Uh, we'll get into that some more. But very, very encouraging return from Draymond Green and an extended soundbite after the game that we'll get into a little bit later. Draymond's return took most of Trey Stacks and Davis and, and Kavon Looney minutes at the five. So uh, TJD just did not get out there that much. He played 10 minutes, um, didn't look great. He had a couple opportunities at the rim. He had one just wide open dunk that he just completely blew. Uh, it was just that kind of night for the Warriors. Saric, his versatility, I feel like, is really starting to shine for the Warriors, continuing to start with uh, Kavon Looney, and we saw Sarge play both with Looney and Draymond. 
And so Saric is this pick and pop five. He, uh, or pick and pop four or five, just really feels like he's he's finding his rhythm and blending in very well. Unfortunately, he had tur four turnovers on the night, Saric did, uh, which led into the uh, team total of 19. Um, Kaminga and Wiggins both played well. That obviously is a big part of the Warriors wanting to have success as Clay Thompson's shooting and overall effectiveness on offense kind of ebbs and flows. It's really up to the athleticism of Kaminga and Wiggins on both ends of the floor to get these, uh, to get these warriors going. So that was the good, the bad pathetic loss to Memphis. Again, we talked about Memphis basically missing their entire starting lineup other than Jaron Jackson jr. Warriors now fall to 18 and 22 on the season. Um, Per stat head, Memphis is the fourth team in NBA history to attempt 43s and 40 free throws in a game. Absolutely obscene. Um, and then the ugly. We just hit on this a little bit, but you gave up 23s to the Grizzlies off of 50 attempts, 40 free throws off of 25 fouls, and you turn the ball over 19 times. The Warriors, who have been known to be incredibly three happy found themselves only attempting 31 threes uh, versus Memphis 54. So Memphis got 10 more made threes on the war than the Warriors um, off of about 23 more attempts. Despite the Warriors shooting 48% to the Grizzlies, 37% on the field, the Warriors making 12 more field goals on the night, the Warriors having 30 points off of the Grizzlies 13 turnovers uh, to the Grizzlies only having 13 points off of the Warriors 19 turnovers. The Warriors had 62 points in the paint to the Grizzlies 20 out rebounded them 45 to 42. And we already hit on the turnovers. So it's just baffling um, that you, you know, shoot 11% better from the field. You make 12 more field goals you have 27 more points off turnovers. You have 42 more points on the paint. You don't get out rebounded, but the 10 threes and the 40 free throws, you just can't overcome that with 19 turnovers. Um, it doesn't matter who you play, honestly. And that showed tonight. Um, so then we get into uh, Draymond's soundbite after the game. Uh, talking about, you know, what's going on uh, with the Warriors, what was the most concerning thing, you know, of that of that kind of big stat line that I just mentioned, the 23s, the 40 made free throws and 19 turnovers, and Draymond said all of it. But really more, more so it comes down to defense. Um, until we take pride defensively, we are going to suck. These are Draymond's words. Uh, it starts with individual defense. If everyone takes pride in stopping their man one-on-one, -on -one, then our team defense improves drastically. Um, when asked if Draymond felt like this was something that could be addressed within the team, is it possible to improve the defense at this point in the season? Uh, Draymond says, you know, if everyone who plays, you know, one through 17 decides to take pride in individual defense, we got a chance to turn this thing around. And if not, we're just going to suck. Um, and it's not just point of attack. It's switching, rotating, closeouts, extra efforts. Um, nearly everybody on the Grizzlies beat their season average in scoring. And uh, lastly, you know, when, when asked about 
him and in his return and is he going to be vocal has he been vocal green responds saying uh, i'm always going to be vocal i don't know how not to be and you know i i feel like these uh these words by draymond in the press conference really just kind of sum up what's going on with the warriors uh and what has been going on uh warriors currently ranked 25th in the league in defensive rating and uh, even worse, in the last ten in the last ten games, the Warriors are a league worst thirtieth in defensive rating. Just absolutely baffling. Um, and you you even go back a little bit more in the last fifteen games, they're 29th. So, um, you know, nearly nearly halfway through the season. And um, the last quarter, the last quarter of games you've played as you're trying to turn this thing around, you're basically the worst, the worst defensive team in the league. Sure, a lot of that was without Draymond Green, but you know this was a great opportunity. You just won um, in Chicago, coming off a tough loss against Milwaukee without Steph Curry. Now you get Draymond Green back, and you're ready to you know get another get another win in the column against a depleted. Memphis squad and you give up a stinker in just the silliest fashion just lack of execution lack of intentionality defensively not recognizing guys letting letting guys on two ways get hot and score 20 20 plus points fouling and reaching every time you get beat off the dribble not closing out well enough throwing the ball away you know making making really bad passes dribbling it off your foot just all sorts of miscues and mishaps, uh, failed executions, not being able to dunk the ball when you've got wide open looks. Just very frustrating. Um, I don't think it really changes much, honestly. I don't know, you know, if you really look at, at Draymond's, you know, what Draymond's saying is that this isn't just a one-man thing. The issue with, with regards to the issues defensively it's a team issue. It, it comes down to everyone who's going to step foot on the floor. This isn't a question of we need to package a few guys and trade for one other player that's going to revamp our defense. You've still got a majority of the team. You're not going to make a blockbuster trade and ship off, you know, 10 guys. Uh, at least that's not what I'm expecting. You know, a lot of the proposed mock trades that I see out there involve, you know, Andrew Wiggins or Chris Paul and Moses Moody and future picks. You're talking about, you know, maybe, maybe two, maybe three active players on the roster and future picks to get one star. You still have another, you know, 15, 16 players on this roster that are going to need to step up and play defense. Sure. That might be easier if you've got Pascal Siakam or DeJounte Murray or Lowry Marketing or whoever else you might be, you know, grinding away in the trade machine, but bringing in one player and sending out a few players and future picks is not just going to all of a sudden turn around this defense. This is a night in night out 48 minutes of executing and everyone who plays need to, needs to be on the same page. And clearly that's been lacking. Uh, obviously, you can see how things have unraveled without Draymond Green and Chris Paul, who are the vocal leaders. Steve Kerr's been talking about lately how, you know, some of these losses, it's been really quiet out there on the floor that just, you know, you don't have that that guy that's in everyone's face, that's being vocal, that's calling people out, that's, um, you know, 
holding each other accountable. So you you can see you can see the effects of of missing Draymond and really how that's hurt the team and and established bad habits and um you know you see flashes and moments where Pajetsky draws a charge, but then for every one good moment, it feels like there's three or four mistakes. Um, you know, really bad, really bad reads on passes where you're just throwing a telegraph pass that leads to transition score for the other team. Um, fouling when you don't need to, like three or four times when you don't need to, right? Rather than trust your defense and know that there's help behind you and, and force them to take shots. I mean, we talked about this earlier. Grizzlies had 20 points in the paint but you fouled them 25 times and gave them 40 free throws. And it wasn't a lot of fouling on three-point shooters. Maybe a couple fouls were on jumpers. It was all in the paint. Maybe at some point you you recognize that, that Memphis isn't scoring in the paint, and rather than foul, you force them to finish. You force them to take contested shots, but instead it was just a parade to the free throw line. So... It's been a struggle because it feels like on any given night, you don't know what version of the Warriors you're going to get. We've had um, some good games of late where Warriors have been taking care of the ball and not turning it over. Um, and, you know, then you you show up to this game where you kind of just pencil in the win and you don't take them seriously. And, oh, you turnovers start becoming a, a problem again. You have games where... You know, maybe you're not getting stops, but you're doing a good job of getting to the free throw line um, yourself while limiting the other team from getting to the free throw line, whether you're on the road or at home. Um, now, I will say that it is quite perplexing that the Warriors um, were outscored so profusely from the free throw line. Um, you know, attempt Warriors attempted... 10 free throws to the Grizzlies 32 and yet the Warriors had 62 points in the paint. So it this wasn't an issue of oh Warriors are just jacking up jumpers, settling for outside shots, they can't connect. The other teams just having one of those nights. Warriors had 12 more made field goals. Warriors shot 11% better from the field than the Grizzlies. But the Grizzlies made 10 more threes and they got 30 more points from the foul line. Um, well, attempted, sorry, they attempted 30 more free throws, uh, but in actuality, that was uh, 22 more points from the foul line. So 22 points from the foul line, um, 30 points from three. So that's 52 points that you had to overcome from the free throw line and differential in uh, three-pointers made. Yeah, that's really hard. You're not going to win a lot of games when when you're uh, setting yourself up in that type of position, especially if you're not giving sound defensive effort. And I agree with Draymond's assessment that um, guys aren't guys aren't uh, taking pride defensively in their matchups one-on-one, and, and it's, it's become an issue. And Warriors vintage history that you know when they've been the most successful it's when they've been elite defensively and this is no surprise this is what steve kerr has preached this is what the vets know um but it's clearly an issue and maybe it's related to personnel but you're again you're not gonna sell off 
the entire team. So again, I, I just don't see how making a trade for a few players drastically changes defense. Maybe that helps reset things. Maybe that helps bring in new players that give you a different chance, different matchups, different schemes, different options that then helps enable. But at the end of the day, if we're going off of, you know, what Draymond says, everyone needs to take pride defensively in starting with their individual one-on-one matchups, starting with picking up the ball. Um, it almost, you know, it almost doesn't matter who's on the floor playing, right? We're not talking about having enough size or having a rim protector. Well, if we had a rim protector, blah, 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 blah. No, we're just talking about playing hard, having awareness and taking pride on the defensive end and playing with effort and energy and intensity and executing most importantly, right? You force a miss, you got to get the defensive rebound. You get the defensive rebound you need to not just throw it away in transition that then sets up the other team to hit a three. And you can't let guys get hot early in games. You need to, you need to establish your footprint early in these games and not give these teams life, not give these teams um, confidence early in their shot to see a bunch of shots drop in. Um, So just, obviously overall very disappointing pathetic um but this has been this has been the warrior season and and the sad thing is that you know despite these um these continued failures uh for lack of a better word failures of execution um the warriors still have you know half the season to go and there isn't a lot of separation in the west that they can't limp themselves into the play-in uh, but obviously, if this is how you're going to play, you're not going to win a lot. And you might not even make the plan at this point. Um, so very disappointing. This is not the show I'd like to record on my 100th milestone episode, but it is what it is. And, uh, you know, again, great to get Draymond Green back. Uh, be curious to see uh, GP2 reports, Moses Moody reports, certainly would be great to get both of those guys back. Clay Thompson uh, did not look good in this one at all. On either end of the floor, um, he was a, a team worst minus 22 in uh, 34 minutes, which is actually surprising. He led the team in minutes, but he was a, a team team worst minus 22. Um, again, we talked about Wiggins with 16, Kaminga with 20, uh, Curry had 26 on 11 of 20 shooting, even though he only was three of nine from three. Um, and then it was Sarich and double figures with 13, but Sarich also had four turnovers and five fouls. Curry had five turnovers and four fouls. Draymond had three turnovers and four fouls. Kaminga had three turnovers and three fouls. Pajetsky had two turnovers and four fouls. That was a majority of the turnovers and fouls. So it is incredibly frustrating that your guys who, uh, meanwhile, Clay had zero turnovers and one foul. Um, Wiggins only had one turnover and one foul. Looney only had one turnover and one foul. Um, so the point, basically the point that I'm trying to make is the main guys who played the meat of the game, everyone contributed to turnovers and committing fouls. This wasn't just one guy. Again, Sarich, 
four turnovers, five fouls. Curry, five turnovers, four fouls. Three and four for Draymond. Three and three for Kaminga. Two and four for Pods. Um, and those were the guys that were playing most of the game, other than than Clay Thompson, who went four of ten shooting. So it's just baffling, um, you know. And and Warriors really need to to figure out these bad habits before it's too late. And you could probably argue that it's already too late. But again, you've got um, a lot a lot of games left in this season. A lot of stuff could happen. A trade could certainly happen. It could help or not. I don't even know who you go after at this point and what they're asking for and if you do it or not. Um, Kaminga certainly, you know, looks really good. He continues to mature offensively despite, you know, he easily could have had 30 points. He had a couple threes that didn't fall early, a couple takes to the basket that they just weren't blowing the whistle. Um, and, you know, I don't, based on the Warriors' performance, I don't really think this warrants much criticism for the refs but again it is very baffling for the warriors 62 points in the paint all of this attention driving attacking trying to finish and yet um only 10 free throws attempted meanwhile the grizzlies who put up 54 threes attempted 40 free throws so very interesting um and uh, warriors back at it on wednesday they will um They'll be uh, squaring up with the Utah Jazz, who are uh, have surpassed them in the in the uh, standings. And uh, you just got to take it one game at a time. This isn't going to be an overnight thing, but again, it starts with the uh, it starts with guys taking pride defensively, as said by. And once again, this has been a We Believe Golden State Warriors basketball podcast. If you haven't already, please give me a follow over at Twitter. That's at Misty Orlick. Subscribe, rate, and review the show. Thanks for tuning in, guys, and we'll catch you on the next one.